ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Monday, October 14th edition. Where's it going? It's gone, man. <laughs> the month is going already. Welcome in to another edition of The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Joining me, as he always does here on Mondays at the Union Pub and Grill, the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. And we're here until 6 o'clock this evening. Of course, you can always join us here at the Union Pub and Grill every Monday. Our specials are $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You get that every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. So we got a lot to get into. Marshall gets the win on Saturday, and now it's Tuesday for Doc Holliday. <laughs> That's right. It's a crazy week. Everything's bumped up one. Tuesday, Dave. Yes. It's I can't believe uh, we're already on Doc Holliday time again. DHT. <laughs> I've already talked to Doc Holliday today. We've already saw him, and uh, it's over. He's just he's strictly FAU. We're out of the way. FAU, all he's worried about. I wish I could skip Monday. The lane train. You like that, don't you? Well, you, 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 you're excited. This is your matchup. Is, you circle this one. He's not scoring the points like I thought he would, but and still he's down there. He is there. This, it's your turn with the lane train. But the team to watch right now, look at Western Kentucky. Army has a pretty good offense, triple option type. They held him to one touchdown. They held Army to one touchdown. And they're like one of the top defenses in the conference, so I'm sure that coach is probably going defense, special teams, doing up points, no turnovers. You win. We've heard that somewhere before. Western Kentucky has not picked to win this conference. No. Not the East Division. Here they are. And they've got Charlotte in this week, so they could be 4-0 coming in here. Well, the good news is Marshall's 1-1. One one, right. And Middle Tennessee lost. Yes. So you need them to lose again and then win out, and it's yours. All you have. That's easy. That's all yeah, you have to do, win out. Math. and that's hope the they, math. It's wide open, really, except yeah. for the fact that Western keeps winning, and they're going to run out of games to lose. <laughs> That's know, the problem. After this, they have Charlotte, which you think they'll win, and then they come here, which will be interesting to see what happens if Marshall can get the lane train this week. Something we talk about all the time, we'll be doing it again. It'll be big-time football. Could that be day, an, homecoming. That could be an elimination game right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going to need could a big be. crowd for that. That was not a big crowd on Saturday. No. they uh, Something while ago was announced, and I thought, well, that's attendance from Saturday. They A lot of people stayed home. But Marshall, you know, they got to W and the dock thing, no turnovers, red zone, good defense, player of the week in the conference. You should win, and they did. Is there going to be a time where the fans come back? Are they done for the season? I don't know. A lot will happen this week. If they can go down and do something with the lane train at FAU, it's hard, to, you know. And then it's homecoming, which will help. But, uh, you know, weather-wise last Saturday, it was a gorgeous day. The singer came on to, to do her thing, and that's when the sun popped out. I mean, there was no reason not to be there. You could not blame it on weather. I think fans were looking for a reason not to show up. Yep. And so I agree with you. They announced 18,000-plus. Uh, I, I don't think 18,000-plus was in that stadium. I was sitting there with you, Paul, and I looked down on the home side, and I'm going, this is kind of empty for, you know, the far side I expected that a little bit, but on the home side, that looked a little emptier than normal. So I don't know how many people are disenchanted and waiting for I mean, I've seen several posts about, well, basketball's almost here. Basketball's almost here. You know, that's usually things reserved for Kentucky and places like that, but I don't know. Well, basketball is almost here. It so is. I, yeah, I give them that. Yeah, I give them that. Yeah, basketball is almost here, but football's still going on. Yes. It's never my job to sell tickets. I, <laughs> no. I'm, nope. I'm going to point that out of time and again. That I, it's not my job. I'm not here to sell tickets That's, for Marshall. That's Marshall's job. But yep. at the same time, 
18,000, the announced crowd. That's pretty much tickets out. And under that, beautiful football weather. I mean, I understand what fans are, are saying. They're, they were frustrated with Cincinnati. And then double frustration with middle. And now you've got a situation they where. They paid the price for it, and they're going to have to win them back. Right. But you got a situation now where you might be back on track. Middle loses. And if middle loses again and you win out, you're right back to where you thought you would be. Well, that's what, what you would pick to be. Being, finally, uh, making it a reality, not just a prediction, it's a reality. So it's still doable, but the wiggle room is dwindling. So the Thundering Herd gets the victory. Now they move on to, well, Florida and get this weird week going here because they've already done their, their Monday stuff yesterday and they're, yeah. they're working on their Tuesday because they have a regiment. They're, it's it's there's pretty, no, pretty, pretty strict. It's not very flexible. It's very rigid as far as what they try to do. They have it scheduled out. It pretty much when the game was over, the people who were responsible for breaking film down and getting all that going, it was already Sunday was, for them. It was already starting. They were sending, receiving the whole nine yards. They were they were rolling. Yeah. So when, they, when they got to the to the practice facility on Sunday, everything was ready to roll. Right. And Doc already was in Sunday mode, right, after he left the press conference. I'm yep. sure he flipped the switch in his head and said, okay, it's Sunday. Probably went to his office and started film study. Yes. No. He answered the questions, and then uh, he said, I'm out of here, and I'm worrying about the owls now. Best of luck, guys. It's a short week. You think that's a disadvantage for the herd no, going into I this one? No, because, you know, not that far. To, it's far to travel, but it's not two or three time zones like Boise was when they left a day early. This one they're used to because two years ago they did the same thing. Played on a Friday, they went down. Everything was moved forward by one day. Uh, it's just hopefully speaking, the offense can keep it up, the defense can keep it up, and the special teams outside of the kickoff coverage can, can perform and um, stay in the hunt because this is crucial for both sides, and I'm sure Lane knows the same thing. He's telling his guys the same thing Doc is telling him. That was key right there because special teams coverage is – pretty much the bright spot for Old Dominion. This is yeah. a team that had a vaunted run defense, a vaunted run defense, and then Brendan Knox drops 104 on it. Yeah, they dropped 104 by Brendan, and then as a team, they had the most of anybody on the season, and they still had a 400-yard day. And one of the things I liked about Isaiah, Mr. Quarterback, Isaiah Green, he kept a lot of plays alive Saturday. He's back there passing. Coverage breaks down a little bit. The receivers aren't quite open. He runs around by some time. He either take off or when he threw it away, he threw it away. And they and when the game was over, under the turnover category, zero. Is that him getting more comfortable behind the line, knowing that, okay, I've got the run pass option here. He's got to and we'll hear from Doc a little yeah. bit later on. He's got to be able to actually take that ball and go. Yeah. That's the point of it. He is getting better on the, what I call the ride and read. He's pulling a few of them. I wish he'd done a few more on Saturday, but he did enough to keep Old Dominion honest and open the room for uh, Mr. Knox and Mr. Hayes. And, again, keeping the play alive. I think after what he did at middle, he knows what was wrong, and he obviously corrected that. You know, whenever he threw one this week, my guy gets it or nobody gets it, or I'll just run with it, out of bounds, get what I can, and let's go to the next play. You feel that they also just maybe spotted something on that defensive line with the run game because once they found it, they, they went just, back to it. They, if, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they just that second half, it was knocks, knocks. Then you fake it, and all of a sudden you go right. Here comes Willie Johnson around in reverse, and I, I'm, he probably still running. So uh, Mr. Cramsey put together a pretty good game plan, and uh, I'm sure fans get – a little upset at times when you're three, four, three, four, and all of a sudden you bust one. And remember, it's a four-quarter game. It's a four-quarter game. 
fans are going to find something to gripe about. Yes. Win I don't care or what, lose. Win, lose, or draw, and you can't draw because they have overtime. If you beat Old Dominion, you're going to get the old Marshall struggled against an <laughs> inferior opponent. Yep, exactly. If you lose against Old Dominion, oh, no, the sky is falling. Cancel homecoming. <laughs> I'm canceling my season tickets because yes. the herd lost. Yes. And there's some people like that. Let's face it. I mean, you know, when they said we're not coming back, they won't. Others will think of wait and see attitude. You know, and that's okay, though. Yeah. I mean, that's completely okay because if this is not entertaining to you, don't come. Right. Completely. Exactly. And, you know, I'm not going to make any fans on both sides of this argument <laughs> today. But, you know what, fans complain. You know what, I don't need you to complain. Just go, uh-huh. don't, don't show up. That speaks loud enough. Exactly. You, 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 you make your statement by not being there. That's all we need to know. Yeah, I don't need to know, hey, I'm not coming. Okay, just don't come. Yeah, don't, don't announce it. Don't go social media on me with it and tell me I'm fed up. Just don't show up. Yeah. That's going to hit home. If you're, you're trying to make a statement, there you go. Yeah, like you said, Saturday, uh, the radio, at least turn the radio on because it was on stadium, and some people I know had a hard time finding that one. So, you know, your station had it. It's still new to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah. It's completely difficult for people Me. who are s- you. Okay, <laughs> so for the Dave Walsh crowd, it's, yeah. it's difficult to go and find Facebook Watch or find Stadium on your cable provider. If it's satellite, you don't have it. At least I, I don't have it on DirecTV. No. I don't know if Dish has it. No, they don't. So it's Stadium. It's hard to find. It's not easy to, to find these games if you're not used to it. Yeah. and. It was a beautiful day, though. If you're yeah. uh, if, you, if you missed it because you thought the weather was going to be bad, you, you picked the wrong reason not to come. Exactly. Well, when they played at middle, I just followed some links and I was actually able to get it. But I was watching small screen. I didn't want to risk anything else, so I flipped my phone sideways and I had it to watch. And uh, we saw the thing: four turnovers, four almost 600 yards, and a loss. But they got that straightened out this week. Okay, so today is Tuesday, according to Doc Holiday. So. We should have just maybe not showed up here. Yeah, we should should have been here yesterday. Yeah, we should have came here yesterday, did the show, because today is Tuesday, according to Doc Holliday. So, but we still got the Monday specials here on Doc Holliday's Tuesday. We're going to hear from the head coach. We've got his uh, highlights of the presser when we continue on. We'll also get your phone calls in later on as well. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It is true. Yes. It is true. true Welcome. True words never spoken. Welcome back. Fair. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. The former Young Thundering Herd quarterback Dave Walsh with me as well. And today is Doc Holliday's Tuesday, so that means we get to hear from Doc Holliday today. We've got the highlights, everything you need to know. We can wrap this up in about three minutes. We've got every single key highlight. Was he in a hurry? No. Okay. I mean, nine minutes is, is good. Okay. I mean, I'll take a nine-minute Doc Holiday presser. Okay. We've got the key points. we got everything we need to know. I, we're going to encapsulate all of that. So here are Doc Holiday's highlights from his presser earlier this afternoon. Captains uh, for this week on, on defense will be Amari Cobb and, and Devontae Beckett. Uh, Beckett played extremely well. I guess he wasn't the defensive player of the week. It was Hodge with four and a half sacks, but both of them played uh, really well. Uh, on offense, we've got Will Almer and we've got Brendan Knox. And Knox is about the third or fourth time in a row. So, again, as, as always say, when you go on a road, you got to take your toughness and your leadership, and those guys will have to do a great job of doing both those things. Uh, as you know, we got a quick week uh, last night. 
yesterday was Monday for us. Today's a Tuesday practice, so we're kind of scrambling to get ahead of things this week. Uh, going down, playing an FAU team that's got their quarterback back, Anderson, who was co-offensive player of the year, uh, freshman player of the year in our conference. Uh, got defense. And again, anytime you play FAU or FIU or any of those South Florida teams, you know they're surrounded by the great athletes, and they got a bunch of guys that can run and catch and tackle in space and do all those things. So be a great challenge for us. I know we got a lot of Florida guys that are looking forward to going down and playing that game and uh, looking forward to having a great week of preparation, get on our plane and go play him. Yeah, he has. He's done a good job throwing the ball. He's you know, he played he played another quarterback. You bring another quarterback in as well in some run situations, get a transfer there from Indiana. So playing a couple guys at times. and uh, But hes you can see he's matured. He was a freshman a year ago, as our guy was, and he's matured and made some progress. And you, know, you don't see Singletary and you don't see the other back out there white, but you also see some guys that are really talented young players that uh, that they've got there. So uh, they got left tackles and all-conference players as well as their center. So they're, they got good guys up front. And uh, you know, he's just a year older and you know, you're more comfortable in, in, in lane system, and uh, he's doing a good job running his offense. You know, uh, FAU is kind of a little similar to what we are, as you mentioned. You know, they're going to play three tight ends, and you know, they're one tight end. He's he's first team All Conference. He's a good player, and they uh, play a couple tight ends, and a little bit like us, they're playing with two receivers at times. And you know, whether that's because of an injuries or, or what direction they want to go into, they got good, talented tight ends, that, so they're a little bit uh, more 12 personnel, which is two tight ends, is what's it what, than what they've been in the past. So. You know, our guys have gone up against that, you know, all camp and practice, and uh, they've seen us do that. So, uh, you know, our guys have gotten some work versus that. It's a conference game, you know, number one. And you got a lot of Florida guys, anytime they get the opportunity to go home and play in front of their friends and family, they, they, they like doing that. So I'm sure they're excited to, to get down to Florida and see their family, and their family gets a chance to see them play. I got, I got a lot of confidence. I, I really like Sheldon Evans as a football player. You know, he's a. He's uh, he's got that hit factor. He can he's returning kick. He's going to be our kick returner now as well. And um, you know, he just uh, he's just a good football player. He's deceptive. You know I think he's he runs with more power. He's more elusive than what you think he is. And uh, all I know when you give, you give him the ball, you look up and he gains yards. And that's what that's what you know if you're a running back, that's what the important thing is. So I think the combination of him and Knox in there have helped us. And uh, it was great to see those last couple drives. You know, those guys, the offensive line, those two backs take that over, and it was good to see. That's Doc Holliday, pretty much all the highlights from today's presser. That's pretty much summing up. Everything that moved today up. Good defense. Uh, Mr. Evans is on the kick returns, uh, punts and kickoffs. Uh, he's the kind of guy you want him on the field. You want him somehow, some way to get the ball in his hands. He's a very dangerous player. Him and Knox give him quite a one-two combo, but I still think Knox is worth 20, 25 touches a game. we got 24 Saturdays, so I can take that. I'm sure Doc will take it, too, if they get a W out of it. You know, if I could get uh, maybe 20 touches out of him, maybe Sheldon, give me 10, 15 there, just put him in. I, I would run those two in tandem all game long. If they get 20 and 15 or something, he's probably held on the ball quite a while, too. And then you've got a, the, the other thing. Uh, I think twice this year that I can remember, they ran reverses. Cincinnati, they pulled one and scored, and they ran one the other day and scored. Our money uh, – um, Xavier Gaines, you got to pay attention where he lines up. He threw one of the nicest passes the other day. Looked like reverse. Next thing you know, he pulls up, throws a pass. The guy's wide open, gets it to the one. So they've given FAU a little more to worry about down there. But so is FAU. They've, they've started to find themselves. Ohio State's behind them. Central Florida's behind them. They haven't lost since the Central Florida game. 
They got to think about X, though. Xavier was actually a factor in this one again. Yes, he was. Not only in the passing game, missed his missed his opportunity by a yard to get his first <laughs> touchdown. Yep. You know, also, he had uh, three receptions. I mean, the tight ends are really the story here. Tight end has been uh, a great position for Marshall this year. They found a way to flex him out, uh, whatever, get him into where they can get to space. And usually it's a mismatch. Maybe a linebacker is on uh, Levias or Xavier, and uh, that's not what you want. On the defensive side, the offensive side, you're loving it. If uh, they can get the ball to them, uh, more power to them because they're off to the races. Brock Thompson also, don't forget him. I mean, yep. he had a big game, six receptions, 91 yards. Yep. Now, the receivers didn't score. They didn't get in the end zone. But, the boy, the running back sure did. They, they had a day of it, didn't they? You know, Knox gets in. Green gets in on the ground. Willie Johnson gets in on the ground. I mean, it's a good day for those guys. Yeah, the ground game, the rushing game. Clock keeps moving, and uh, I've kept saying they need a receiver to step up. They need, you know, throw me the ball. Maybe Brock Thompson is going to be that guy now. Hey, I'm open. Get me the ball. We'll get yards, and we'll go on from there. Up until last week, uh, it was kind of by committee. Maybe now he's leading in the committee. So Green gets a passing touchdown. Knox gets a touchdown. Green gets a running touchdown. And Willie Johnson gets a running touchdown. Yeah. They, they went – Perfect for the red zone. Now, you don't count the kneel down. No, that was to run the clock out, which they did. And then Roy Wasser's field goal was a career best, career long, 45-plus. So, uh, outside the two kickoff returns, special teams did a pretty good job. Doc, we'll work on that because that middle return, you, you think you're going to the halftime with uh, something, all of a sudden you give them a, one more play, but they almost broke it, got a field goal, and then after you get a touchdown, they get a long return and answer. So, they've got to fix that part. They cannot give FAU – any short field, any easy field. How nuts does that drive Doc Holliday, seeing those special team breakdowns? As much as an emphasis we hear him put on it, I, I'm sure when those two guys are going up the middle, just like we were going, he's going, going uh-oh. Except our reaction was some one thing a little different, probably his reaction, like what are we doing? And I'm sure they're going to do some things to make sure that those guys do not get the middle return this week. One of them, remember they kicked a line drive down there and the guy broke it? I just thought he'd go ahead and kick it to McDonald's, but he didn't. They got the line drive, and they got the field goal out of it. Yeah, I'll teach you. Kick it in the end zone. Take <laughs> That's it. right. Kick it in the end zone. I mean, Roy Washer can do it. I mean, he's put it on the 25. I'm sorry. He's a heck of a weapon. You score a touchdown, the other team's going to start on the 25. They're not going to break one on you. They're going to put it on the 25, and they got 75 yards to negotiate. It's a lot harder than doing it um, this way. I mean, yes. And they put the second back on the clock. Sit there going. But that was that was yeah. running, running, and they and I'm going okay. Okay, really, we're putting the second back <laughs> on the clock. Okay, let's. But Old Dominion didn't mind because no. three pointer out of it. And trust me, if that was Marshall that made that run, then you're like put the second back on the clock exactly. here. Exactly. But the other ones are going boo, 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 and they go off. But they got around that. They answered it, and it, as Doc said, the last drive, uh, I think the last two possessions, they took a lot of time and actually ran the clock out, and that's. Old Dominion's going, we can't get the ball back. They just will not come off the field. And that down, they convert and stay on the field. And that was something that they were supposedly pretty good at, the yeah. long drives and keeping the ball. That's the way they've been playing, run, run, run. You know, Ted in your pregame said, you know, it's a little different. They're doing things. They used to throw it around a lot. Now they've kind of toned it down a little bit. I mean, what, they have 100 yards throwing? The the, the guy that they sell on a quarterback, uh, 200 total. I'm sure Brad Lambert will take that any day of the week. They got 100 yards exactly from Messiah DeWeaver. 
He was 8 of 14, 100 yeah. yards, one touchdown, had a long of 44. He was sacked four times. Stone yeah. Smart, only one of two. Yeah. He got 23 yards for his day. 23 was the long, so one completion, 23 yards, and he was sacked four times. Right, and he, then he gets – they've been rotating, but then when Weaver was playing, they decided to put Weaver back in there, and he just played the entire – probably three-fourths of the ball game. But uh, between the two guys, they got eight sacks, which uh, pretty good game. Record, I believe, it ties a single-game record. Darius Hodge, four and a half of those, so uh, he got player of the week, about time. But, uh, you know, they did what was necessary. They had a few chinks in the armor, and they found it. 16 passing attempts, that's it. They, they threw the ball 16 times. Green threw it 31 times, completed 19. Perfect, no interceptions there. 175 yards, one touchdown. They had that long of 28. He was sacked a couple times. Got to clean that up a little bit. Well, a couple times he really stayed back there, maybe too long type and not throwing it away, and, and – I remember one of the sacks, I think Old Dominion sent everybody but their kitchen sink at him, and they, there was nobody there, and they just had a free shot at him. That was early on. Other than that, it was just probably a cover sack. They, nobody got open. Nobody came back to him, and he just decided to eat the ball, and we'll try to get it back on the next one. One thing Doc really wants to see happen is uh, they cleaned up the fact that they didn't have turnovers. That, right. was a, that was a plus. They didn't create any turnovers either. They're no. looking for that now. No. That's, they did not. I mean, they didn't give them any chances, but they didn't have any takeaways. Old Dominion's probably thinking the same thing. Now, I'm sure FAU's thinking, hey, no turnovers. Doc Scope and his defense can generate a couple, take advantage of a couple, and get out of there somehow, some way, and make that homecoming game very interesting. 36 minutes. They had the ball 36 minutes. That's another number we yeah. didn't talk about the other day. 36 minutes compared to ODU's 24. As we mentioned, they were perfect in the red zone except for that kneel down. That doesn't count. So they're 3-3 three and three in the red zone. They take the knee because what's the it's point over. at that point? Yeah, it's over. Uh, so in the red zone, they score, take a knee, uh, the victory formation, game over. It's nice when you can take a knee to win the ball game and not have to scramble to try to do something to possibly tie it or win it. And yeah. Old Dominion at times, I didn't know they had the ball. I mean, Marshall just played keep away all day. Here's the key stat here. Kickoff returns. Three for 166. So that's what we were talking about earlier. I'm sure that one's in the bulletin board in the locker room with about 10 circles around it going, no, no more repeats of that. Three for a buck 66. Can't have it. Because that led to 10 points. They got a touchdown and a field goal off of that. Punt returns, uh, four of 21. Marshall was two of 21. So not, not much going on there. No. no. But the kickoffs are what they're, they're going to worry about. You know, first and foremost, Warwasser, kick it past the last drive, make them take it on 25 or kick it in the corner and cover. 52 plays total. That's all Old Dominion can run, Not 52 plays. 206 yards they got. Marshall runs 78 with uh, 444 as the uh, as the final yardage on that one. Um, again, the rushing yards, a 236, that's the big one there. Did that against that Old Dominion yeah, running defense. Number two in the conference against the run, and Marshall got more than anybody. Virginia, Virginia Tech, East Carolina. Marshall got the number one total rushing, which means – you possess the ball, you run the clock, and you take advantage of it, and they did. It's a different stat line. We'll look at the um, Marshall and Florida Atlantic numbers when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. 
Marshall heads down to Florida this week, taking on Florida Atlantic on a Friday night, of course. You got it. I'll be there. Not in Florida, but I'll, I'll be there covering it for you right here right. on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, you, you're stuck here, too. You didn't get the Florida ticket. No, it's a, and it's going to be a busy night. You're going to designate who's going where because uh, high schools aren't taking the night off and pushing it all back to Saturday. Yeah. So, so um, you're going to be a busy, busy group. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what's going to happen here is uh, we've got high school football, so we'll probably have high school football here. And then uh, you can listen to the Marshall game on 93.7 The Dogs. So that's more likely what's yeah. going to happen. Of course, uh, we'll keep you updated if those changes uh, happen in our plans. Uh, we'll tell you if something different is going to happen. But Marshall and Florida Atlantic, these teams know each other. The series all-time, Herb owns 5-1. to one. Last time these two teams met in Boca, it did not go the way for the Thundering Herd. They lose their last time in Boca, then Marshall gets the win the following year. So Lane versus Marshall, one and one. Your right. your train is one and one. He put some points up the first time last year. Marshall threw the blanket up there. They got one touchdown. I remember they had a fourth down inside during 10 or 15 and went for it, didn't make it. Anything that could go wrong for Lane that day did, and Marshall did it. And then when they beat him down there, they lose use a little trickeration to do it. And I'm thinking he might be cooking up something this week, but uh, Marshall's shown uh, their hand as well, reverse reverse pass. Uh, the RPOs are a little more option with the quarterback running. So Lane's going to have his defensive units with their hands full. Statistically speaking, we don't play on paper. Right. Statistically speaking, the Thundering Herd has the 88th best offense in the country. Their scoring offense is averaging 25.7 a contest. Okay. Florida Atlantic has the uh, 51st best offense in the country. They are averaging 31.8 a contest. Mm-hmm. So Not expect bad. some points. Right. And remember, they both had one game. Ohio State did pretty much what they wanted to against uh, Lane Strange's team, and then Marshall had a nightmare against Cincinnati. Scoring defense, the herd is tied for 61st in the country, scoring defense at 25.8. Not bad. Uh, 28.5 is 79th best for Florida Atlantic. So Marshall's a little bit better on scoring defense. Right, a little bit. Total offense, the herd 50th in the country right now at 430.2. A contest, uh, Florida Atlantic's only managing 411.3 a contest. That's good enough for 68th. That's not bad. Those two, there'd be quite a matching of wits going on offense. They're, They're both, what, 30 yards difference? If you live by the numbers on Friday. You look at total defense, Marshall is giving up 377.8 a contest. Florida Atlantic is giving up 420 a contest, so that's 57th best versus 92nd best. Again, how much of this is skewed, though? (laughs) Yeah, because you had each team's got one game that skews things quite a bit. But at the same time, I'm sure uh, the offensive side of the ball for Marshall is figuring out ways to find the open spots. If they give that many yards, somebody knows there's an open place somewhere, and they just have to find it. Rushing offense is where the herd's shining right now. 210.7 yards, the 32nd best in the country. For Florida Atlantic, they are 90th best for 141.7. So, you know, they run it. They're okay. Marshall's a little bit better at this moment running the ball. If you run the ball, you keep the clock moving, chains moving, and uh, your defense off the field, which is what Doc would like. 
that means everything's working. Rush defense is about push. It's 148.3, 60th best for Marshall to 147.7 a contest yep. for Florida Atlantic. That's 59th. So basically, these two teams are even there, and uh, something's going to have to give. Cliche and all, something will give, or maybe they both run on each other. Who knows? Uh, you know, Old Dominion comes in with a very, 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 very good defense, and Marshall finds a way to penetrate it, so maybe they can make it two in a row. Here's where Marshall's going to get their workout on Friday. What's that? Marshall is 219.5 uh, a contest, what they get in their passing offense at 79th best. Florida Atlantic, they throw it up for 269.7 yards a contest. That's 40th best. They're going to be passing a lot. I'm sure Mr. Lambert is getting his secondary whatever day of the week it is for them. They're putting a lot of time in on making things, having guys covered, nothing cheap. So the passing defense, Marshall's 73rd best in the country at 229.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm content as long as they keep the guy in front of them. Doc, Brad, do not want him going over the top. That's a cheap touchdown. Make them earn it. If, if they throw in a knee, so be it. That means they st still got to run another play, another play. Just do not let them go over the top and get the easy one. And Lane's working on that. Find something that will get the easy one. And passing defense for Florida Atlantic, 272.3 a contest, 108th best. Again, these numbers yeah. – are slightly skewed. Yeah, and I think I think it came out Florida Atlantic's a slight favorite. And I don't know, I forget about how much, but I'm sure Doc's okay with that. He's going to tell his team, defense, special teams, control the football, things take care of itself. Doc Holliday doesn't care about your spread. Okay. He doesn't care. He doesn't? He does okay. not care about your spread. You know <laughs> why? Because he took a knee. <laughs> exactly. He took a knee. Yeah. And they didn't cover the spread. Yeah. Doc Holliday does not care about your spread. He wants the W. To heck with it. No matter how we get it, we get it. Spread, no spread, push, whatever. We get the W and we move on with to uh, FAU. I was okay with the kneel down. You know what? Herd fans sometimes get angry about that too. Yes. Didn't cover the spread. Oh, no. Fans didn't show up. Didn't cover the spread. The sky is falling. All things. Uh, forget the flyover before the game started. Military appreciation. All they remember is what happened last. We took a knee. We didn't cover the spread. Uh, doggone it. Doc's going, hey, folks, we won the game. That's what matters. Game's on stadium. Can't watch it. <laughs> yep. That's all kinds of strikes. They streamed it, though. They, yeah. They, yeah I, I didn't know what they were doing with their plans, but they streamed it. So it was on the streaming app. It was on stadium proper, which I don't get, but still, you know, I can stream. Yeah, but those people who are savvy with the social media and things of that nature, if the Marshall game was what they wanted to watch, they could. they found it. They were able to find it. I bet you one place that you could have watched that game. Right here, where we're sitting. And another, another place you could have watched that game. Where? Stadium. Yeah. At the stadium. At the stadium. If you opted not to be there, you could be here. I hope they show back up. I mean, again, <laughs> not my job to sell tickets. No. I'm not about we're that. We're not in promotions business. No, not my job. You no. know, if they want me to help sell tickets, it's going to cost them, but I'll, uh, I'll help them. Yeah. I'd be gladly do that, but at the same time, that was disappointing. It was. I mean, it now, was. I, under, I mean, I understand. I'm not, uh, I'm not calling any particular – person out because it was uh, an earlier game right weather yeah there was a hint oh weather's not going to be good yeah early on it wasn't good but yeah it's more progress as the day went along it got better and better and by the time our singer got on stage the sun was out and it got a little bit warmer and there was just you know but as we were sitting there before the game i looked down on the home side and i said paul it's pretty thin over here that's not they're not filling this side up the other side was not going to be full i knew that was going to be the, the occasion but the home side was not quite as uh, packed as normal, and uh, that's why they announced 18,000 and change. By the way, our singer, as you keep calling her, Rachel Reinhardt. She did a great job on the anthem. Formerly of Gloriana. Yes. She did a great job on the anthem. 
I saw some pictures I think you had on and stuff like she was a very good a very good talent great time talking to her before the kickoff and she put on a heck of a show I'm telling you if you're not coming over to our, our concert after we get off the air you're missing, you're missing out yeah we're over on the West lot gate C every home game and uh, I mean if you could go th- I know there are concert stages around right. the stadium I mean if you want to go see Emmett Otter and his jug band that's, that's <laughs> fine you want to see some really top talent come over and hang out with exactly. us she was great uh, I mean Nashville recording artist Rachel Reinhardt the, the anthem was amazing. The flyover. Uh, so if you're uh, looking for uh, something to do before you go to the stadium and you're hanging out on the tailgate lot, uh, just gravitate towards us. That's right. A little bit down this end. Toward, go towards McDonald's or you run into us eventually. I'm trying to take over the, uh, the west lot because, um, you know, the Thunder Walk's on the other side. Right. So after the Thunder Walk, I'm trying to get them all over to our thunder, section. Thunder back down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to get them to come over to our section. But, you know, Paul, I uh, was parked near you, and uh, new things were up going to be a challenge because I was able to park on the first level pretty close to the door. I saw your car parked there and when I came over, I'm going there was no vibe. It's just it's just not something wasn't there like it was Cincinnati. I don't know how to bring it back. No. That's a thing. If we um, did, we'd be making a $125 couch rate. Usually I'm looking outside and going, man, I wish these people would come inside the stadium. And looking out far, come on in. Yeah, I'm looking outside now I'm like, oh, where are the people so I can yell at them to come inside the stadium? Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, even for me, that was disappointing just to see the fans not show up. But don't mistake that for me criticizing the fans. That was disappointment. Yeah, it was. That, dis- that's the option. They didn't want to come. They didn't come. We were there uh, by assignment. But those who did uh, show up were rewarded. They uh, saw a pretty good game. Marshall did what they had so. to do to win the ball game. I mean, I like Old Dominion. I really like him as an opponent. Is right. And, and they're sitting in a very good spot down there in the Tidewater area. A lot of players. The beach area just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. A lot of talent down there. And uh, easy trip. I-64, I'm sure they probably came by air, so it's even easier to get here. Look, if uh, next game, if you've got a reason not to come see Western Kentucky, Something's wrong. I don't know what's right with you. No, no because Western right now, uh, they, they held Army to eight. Army usually puts points on the board. If they win this week, they will come to town four up, none down in the conference and really putting the pressure on Marshall to win this week. Because if they get a W and something doesn't go right down there, suddenly it's 4-0 and 1-2, and two, and it's like, uh-oh, really the wiggle room is gone. Yeah. And Western Kentucky, that's the surprise right now. I'm, I'm and, and if you look at their numbers, Northeast, I mean, uh, North Texas, La Tech up there, but Western is doing a lot of it with defense. Look at the defensive stats. you see Western at the top. You're not getting 66, 65 games like a couple of years ago. They're, you know, they've held two or three opponents under double digits. It's hard not to win when you do that. Look at your schedule after this. Uh, if you can beat Florida Atlantic, you got Western Kentucky. Right. After that, uh, Rice, that's at Rice. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how hard that's going to be. Uh, Louisiana Tech, that's a toss-up to me. Charlotte, yeah, I think you got that one. Yeah. Uh, FIU depends on what FIU team shows up. Right. But I would think here, of course, West Valley, you got them last time, but uh, that game could have a lot at stake that day, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, imagine if you, you go to that Western Kentucky game, if you're Western Kentucky, you know that Huntington's going to be a tough place to play. You've, they don't like you. You've got beef with – you've got beef. <laughs> yes. And then you show up and you get out there and you look around like, they ain't got nobody here. Yeah. You look around, nobody's here. Yeah, because you know, they've played some games where the stadiums have been full where they've been. They've had some fair crowds in, in Western, but uh, they're going to come here and think, you know, if they're sitting at 4-0 and Marshall's at 1-2, and 
they're feeling very good. That would make me get up. If I'm a road <laughs> team, I come in and, you know, know that this place is supposed to be a tough place. And yeah. you come in and you look and you go, Where's oh, everybody? Whoa, wait a minute here. I thought this place was tough. And you're playing the defense that they're playing right now? It could be a real tough one. They, they take care of business this week. Marshall takes care of business. We can amplify that next week when that gets back to scheduling-wise on normal basis. I don't think you need a reason to show up for Western Kentucky. Yeah. I know we're, we're looking ahead here, but you, you don't need a reason. No, that's, if there's a rival now, they are it because I know they don't like each other in basketball. They've had some interesting confrontations. And in football, you remember the one year they knocked them out when they had last name with the ball wins. Uh, they, uh, they put 60 on them one time. So there's no love loss between those two. No, no love loss whatsoever. And, of course, uh, you got to make Jones Edwards a tough place again. Yeah. I mean, it's fallen. It's, uh, remember when it used to be the toughest place winning percentage? Right. Um, since, um, well, this is, um, this is where Marshall's at now, 162 and 35 in the stadium. Still pretty impressive. It's 822 win percentage, but it's uh, now fourth. Alabama's better. Boise State's better. We've seen that in person. Right. Georgia Southern, remember those days? Oh, yeah. Their stadium opens up in 1984. They have 191 wins and 41 losses. Right. And a lot of those losses have come up late because Georgia Southern has slipped a little bit. And uh, you notice who got ranked this week? Happy State. Oh, that's got to be killing. Gotta that's got to be killing her fans right now. used to play in the Southern Conference days. They're coming here. You've got a home and home. And they're ranked. And you're trying to find your way. A lot of hurt fans are going, what is going on? Boise's ranked. Way up there. Cincinnati's ranked. ranked. Yeah. Appalachian State's ranked. Oh, that's got to be driving herd fans oh, yeah. crazy. Going, Wait a minute. We just played them in the Southern Conference, and now they're ranked. Yeah, remember them? Yeah. Yeah, they're in the Sun Belt. That was a tough place to play down there in Boone. And that stadium's been in Still is. But it, all I know is that Daniel Boone's still there. I've found out, and that's all that matters, pregame, postgame. Although we'll be here, so it doesn't matter either. You know, that, that place opened up in 1962. They have a 249, 75-5 record down there. That's not terrible. No. No, and it was some real Donnie Brooks in the Southern Conference days between these two teams when they played. I think Southern's one of the – Eppie's one of the few teams that has won twice in the Joan. Not too many people have won twice. They're one of them, I think, believe has. Uh, it's, uh, I hate to say this, but it's happened more often now. Yeah. I mean, those – You want to protect the – Yeah, those days, those days are over. Right. You're not quite as invincible as you want to be. How do you make your stadium invincible? You just got to go out there and, you know, when they, when they roll the ball out there, hey, you know, you offense run down their throat, defense stuffs them and, and win the ball game and repeat the process the next week. But if somebody comes in like Cincinnati did and just steamrolls you. Can't whew, do anything about that. No, you can't. Should be a fun one. We've got more when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here from the Union Pub and Grill. I'm Paul Swan with Dave Walsh on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Don't forget, this is a great place to watch Monday Night Football. Yes, it is. You going to be watching that tonight, Monday Night Football? Briefly. Briefly? Um, more on the network shows of, uh, I think, 911. And uh, I found the Prodigal Sun fun to watch. And I tell you a show to really watch. I've gotten into it. I know others don't. Is tomorrow night with the emergence. We're going to find out if this girl is real or if she's just made. I don't know. But that's another day. Okay. Let's talk football. No, tonight you've <laughs> got uh, on the NFL schedule the Packers the and Lions. the Lions. The old Rebels. 
Yes, uh, Lions are two one and one. The Packers are four and Is one. Is it supposed to snow in Green Bay? I hope. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. I hope. And then um, a series that I don't know if I'm actually interested in is the Cardinals and the Nationals tonight. Whoever thought that uh, two guys that and they both took no hitters into the eighth inning for Washington, their best guns weren't even on the mound, and they have you know two no hitters. They didn't get it, but they got two Ws on the road, so they got to love it coming home 2-0. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't like the Cardinals whatsoever, no. but. No. Uh, yeah, Washington, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then you got the other side, you know, 1-1, one, one, Houston, New York. A lot of payroll there. Yeah, a lot of payroll there. And, of course, uh, there's – you know what? Today would have been a great day for me just to leave work early. I couldn't do so <laughs> because I would have had Herb dial up some stuff for me today. Uh, I guess they're playing holiday hockey today all over the place. We've had not one, two, not three, but four – not for five games already in the books today in the National Hockey I League. Some of them, talked before on the air, kind of went your way. If well, you're in the fantasy world. If you're in the fantasy hockey, yes. Which you are, and um, I think things were breaking your way. Uh, it's okay right now. I'm doing all right. That's good to hear. Uh, I have 65 fantasy points right now. Not bad. That's not bad, no. And, you know, I'm 1-0. I'm I beat Bill Cornwell. That's not saying much, but I beat him. Does that mean he's very tense at uh, the workplace? Um, he cares less. <laughs> okay. I, I had to remind him to set his roster today. <laughs> that uh, tells you then. Hey, it was nice of me, though. I actually yeah, walked over to him. quiet and just uh, I said, taking it. Yeah, I said, Bill, come here. Give me your phone. Okay. Yeah. Just hit, hit that button. All hit right, good. Button. You're all set. Give me a lineup. Do something. It's nice of me to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, well, Billy I'm both. competitive. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm competitive with this stuff you're, right now. You're very good at drafting, and you're pretty good I'm okay. at the waiver wire. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm okay with the waiver wire. I'm not free agents, who to get rid of and who to steal, and uh, rest speaks for itself. I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I'm not going to claim dominance here, but I'm okay. Okay. Uh, I'll be okay. I beat Cornwell, though. Okay. Again, that's not saying much. Who's your much. next opponent? Uh, actually, a former uh, – it's its actually happening right now. Former show producer Luke Creasy of the Herald Dispatch. Oh. Who's ahead? Uh, me. Okay. Come on. You think I'm losing to Luke Creasy <laughs> okay, in I'm fantasy sorry. hockey? I'm sorry. You think Luke, I'm, come on. Come on. Who's your head, baby? Luke's probably not even th- – Luke probably hasn't even woke up yet to realize he had – In other some, words, his lineup wasn't done either. Uh, look, I'm, <laughs> look, man, I'm not, the, I'm not helping that out. That's right. I don't blame you. Yeah. Next week I'll help you out. Okay. You should play fantasy hockey. I want to see you. I want to see you try to operate this. I would be interesting because fantasy football right now would be a challenge. A friend of mine, and you know him, Ted, was he's doing pretty well, but he puts his cheat sheets out there, and I'm going like, who are these people? I mean, Tom Brady and a couple of guys other than that, I don't know who's who. Do you guys use paper still? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. Okay. We use Braille. No. Because he's Braille here. Like, you remember when you had, yeah, actually you did that by paper? Yeah. What, what remember, the heck? I can remember the days when we had the draft at the paper, and we were there for a long time. We were there for a long It started early. We kept going and going. We've got to put a paper out at some point. Uh, we'll be with you in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That that's, edition's going to be late. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody needs the Sunday edition. I've only got to think about this last draft pick here. It's really important. Number 16. I could break or make, make or break my season. I've already dropped my 16th pick. Okay. Are you in the football too? Uh, no, 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 okay. no, no. I uh, no, because uh, there are some people who uh, at, at the office who play fantasy football. Yeah. yeah. That are great to play with, and then there are others who uh, throw tantrums. <laughs> I, I don't need yeah. that. I don't uh, need that. Draw. I'm just playing for fun. I remember the years of fantasy football. I would be glued to the TV, watching, and 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 our guy kicks a field goal. I'd be mad because why didn't you score a touchdown? Three points does me no good. 
I just I don't understand. It's taken off. I don't know who these people are who play daily fantasy. Oh, who are these people? I don't know. And, and, and you watch television. There's fantasy shows galore. Fantasy galore out there. I mean, if you go into the game not knowing a few things, there's a problem because there's guys going to tell you what to do. And there's there's they're dropping money on this. Yeah, and you got what Fanduel and uh, yeah. stuff and it's DraftKings, like, Fanduel. You, know, you got a lot of these. Whatever you want to spend the money, go right ahead. We'll take it. We'll spot you a couple dollars, but in the end, we'll take it. I'm not. Uh, no. I'm not. Uh, I'm not good enough to do a daily fantasy. I'm not either. Um, nah. I mean, yeah, we um, we have people who sponsor that here at the station, <laughs> and I'm I'm all for it. But I'm just telling you right now, I'm not good enough to do daily fantasy. No, me neither. Because uh, I, I need. Uh, trust me. Uh, I already think this is a second time, a second full time job here. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this edition yeah. of the show. Back tomorrow um, for. Gabriel Sellers back in the studio. Appreciate him. I'm Paul Swan. For the former Young Thunder Herd quarterback Dave Walsh, this has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Good night. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.